It's a Friday free-for-all. We're talking Quinn and Williams contract extension, what's going to happen with Saquon Barkley and Josh Jacobs, and more. That's the focus of today's TDN Daily. And welcome in to the Friday edition of the TDN Daily Podcast. Chris Schuber back with you here once again on the show. Hope everybody is having a fantastic start to their Friday. We've made it. It is the end of the work week. And Friday, you know what that means. The Friday free-for-all here on the TDN Daily Podcast. And we're kind of doing a little bit of a throwback. A news and notes edition here of the show for the Friday free-for-all. We've got a couple of different topics. Uh, one of which is some breaking news from yesterday. The Quinn Williams contract extension with the New York Jets, and the other piece of news is because we're not going to get to touch on it on Monday's show because little programming note, I think I've mentioned it here on the live show, but I know I mentioned it for the live YouTube audience. No show is the beginning of next week for me. Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, I will be out. Uh, you can listen to me over on the Prospects and Props podcast with my good friend and boss, Jamie Eisner. Uh, we've got those shows recorded for next week, but there will be no uh, TD and Daily for the beginning of next week. I'm on vacation uh, starting today, actually, the moment this show is over. I officially start my vacation, so no shows the beginning of next week, and one of the things that we're going to miss being able to talk about here on the show is the impending deadline uh, that is on Josh Jacobs and the Las Vegas Raiders and Saquon Barkley and the New York Giants to get a long-term deal done um, ahead of the start of the 2023 season, so we'll talk about what the latest on those situations looks like, what I think is going to happen, um, all of that stuff, your thoughts as well here on the show, so that is going to be the focus of today's show, and we'll start uh, by getting the maybe the biased story out of the way, that being the Quinn and Williams contract extension with the New York Jets. Yesterday, officially signing a four-year, $96 million contract extension with the New York Jets that will start after this season. So uh, Quinn Williams will play this year on the fifth-year uh, tag, uh, and then his extension kicks in starting next season, taking him through the 2027 season. The four years, $96 million in total money, beats out Aaron Donald, although Aaron, Aaron Donald's $95 million was over three years, where... Uh, Quinny Williams is 96 is over four. So it is more money than Aaron Donald got on his deal. So it's the most uh, given to a defensive lineman. But on a per year basis, the $24 million for Quinny Williams contract extension um, actually falls in second. It is the highest non-Aaron Donald contract number at the position. And not really surprised that this is where these two sides settled. Um, we kind of got a hint that this was coming down, not from any media reports, but from Quinny Williams himself. Because earlier in the offseason, uh, Q had removed from his Twitter account that he was an interior defensive lineman for the New York Jets. Uh, and that kicked off, obviously, in today's day and age, it kicked off a media cycle of uh, where things stand with Quinn Williams and the New York Jets. Is he mad at the New York Jets? What's going on? And things got quiet. The Aaron Rodgers trade happened. The draft happened. And it just it, it's kind of gotten lost in the shuffle of all of the craziness that has taken over the New York Jets from the Aaron Rodgers pursuit. But yesterday... Uh, some internet sleuths were able to uncover that Quinnen Williams had re-put in his Twitter bio that he was an interior defensive lineman for the New York Jets, and that got everybody thinking that, okay, maybe some news was going to be coming down uh, the pike here pretty soon on a Quinn, Quinn Williams contract extension. Well, it was just a matter of hours uh, before that contract came down, and it slots in exactly where I thought it was going to. The most money ever given to a defensive lineman, beating out Aaron Donald again over a longer number of years. And from an average year perspective, he beat out all the other guys that got contract extensions this offseason. Jeffrey Simmons, Dexter Lawrence, Deron Payne. Um, we got Chris Jones to pay attention to. And that's why I think this is important because we could sit here and talk about how this impacts the Jets all day. I think he's the Jets' best defensive player. And they are not going to go anywhere 
um, if unless Quinn and Williams is playing at an elite level for them defensively. But I want to take it a step further and look at where this position is going as a whole, because we're getting close to the idea of somebody's going to make $100 million at this position. And secondly, this is now the roadmap. You've now got all the roadmap in the world. Jeffrey Simmons signed a deal. Um, Dexter Lawrence signed a deal. Deron Payne signed a deal. Quinn and Williams signed a deal. The Kansas City Chiefs and Chris Jones have all of the case studies that they need. They've got the Aaron Donald contract. They've got all the contracts that were signed this offseason. They have all of the examples that they can use to get this deal done. And so that's a thing to keep an eye on here is I wonder if that deal is slowly going to happen here, or I, I should say quickly happen here um, over the next couple of days. And this will get done maybe the next week or two ahead of training camp because now the bar has been set. Everyone else is kind of signed to this position and there's a great framework uh, to work off of. Bailey says, always good to get the deal done first with all the other guys who have to be signed again uh, in the next 12 months. Listen, I, I think the Jets did well here. I think it's a great deal for them. I think it's a great deal for Q. Um, and for the New York Jets, it has it's the first um, player that Joe Douglas, I think, has given a second contract to, if I remember the statistic correctly. Um, the Joe Douglas has not given out second contracts to players um, all that much in his tenure in the New York Jets. He's the first first-rounder that the New York Jets have given a second round a, a second contract to um, since Muhammad Wilkerson in 2011. Like the, the Jets don't have a great track record of keeping their own, but also developing the players well enough to where they want to give them a second contract. And there's some bust at the quarterback position in there um, that skew it a little bit, but they haven't had a great track record of hitting some home runs. Now, I think they've, they've got some home runs that are going to very heavily skew this in the other direction. Uh, I think by, for all intents and purposes, Sauce Gardner is going to get a second contract here in New York. I think Garrett Wilson's going to get a second contract here in New York. Elijah Vera Tucker is on path to getting a second contract here in New York. So very quickly, the pendulum's going to swing in the other direction for the New York Jets when it comes to giving guys second-year contracts. That's a credit to Joe Douglas and his drafting. So the big takeaway here, uh, money f- f- fit in exactly where I thought it was. Huge deal for the Jets. Huge deal for for Quinn Williams. Um, I'm thrilled with the, with the move. I think he's the best um, player not named Darren Donald at the position, um, and I think he's the best player on the Jets' defense. And so they needed to get this done. They needed this not to be a distraction ahead of the 2023 season because there are going to be plenty of distractions or at least attention paid to the New York Jets because I don't want to call hard knocks a distraction, but there's going to be a lot of attention paid to the New York Jets because of Aaron Rodgers, because of the expectations, because it is New York. The last thing they needed was this contract situation lingering into training camp. Speaking of a contract situation lingering into training camp, let's get into the other topic that I'd like to discuss here today on the show, and that is what the deadline that is facing the Las Vegas Raiders and the New York Giants when it comes to the two running backs that they have applied the franchise tag to. So, July 17th is the drop-dead deadline for teams to negotiate an extension with a player that the, fr- the franchise tag has been placed on. And so, and the reason for that is for it to not be a distraction heading into training camp and for there to be some kind of finality to, to this, that the players are either going to plan under the tag or they're going to you know work out a long-term deal, right? Well, we've got two instances where there are some indicators that Saquon Barkley and Josh Jacobs might be interested in holding out if a long-term deal is not reached by Monday. And again, it's Friday, July 14th. There's a limited window here. They've had a long runway up until this point. But if they are far apart, they've got three days to figure this out. And you're working over a weekend. So they have a very finite window to be able to get this done. Now, we can take... They they play the same position. They have the same franchise tag on them. But I think the situations are very, very different. And I think I've explained it here on the show before. I know for a fact... I've explained it over on the Prospects and Props podcast, but I'll explain it again here just so everyone understands the base that I want to operate from when having this conversation. 
when it comes to the success, both short-term in 2023 and long-term for the respective teams, Saquon Barkley is way more important to the New York Giants than Josh Jacobs is to the Las Vegas Raiders. That's not to say Josh Jacobs isn't a good player. Josh Jacobs is a very good player. Had a very good year last year. Thought he was going to parlay that into a massive contract, and now he finds himself in this situation. But when it comes to the success of each individual team, Saquon Barkley is more important to what the New York Giants want to do. And I know they just paid Daniel Jones $40-plus million a season. But their offense is vastly different if Saquon Barkley is not in the backfield over the Las Vegas Raiders not having Josh Jacobs. And the reason why I feel that way is the Giants offense is predicated on having Saquon Barkley healthy. You saw the difference that a healthy Saquon Barkley made for Daniel Jones last season. He was a difference maker. Saquon Barkley was the workhorse that got them through a lot of different stuff in the early going of that season when they needed a guy that could just find a way to get into the end zone when they needed it and win those close games. Dylan says life cycle is important here too, 100%. The Giants are in a much different place in their franchise than the Raiders are in their franchise. The Giants just made the playoffs last year. They play in the New York market. They just gave Daniel Jones $40 million. Brian Dibble's the talk of the town. They cannot afford to go into this season where I think the expectations are to be very similar to where they were last year and to not have Saquon Barkley, potentially, because he might sit out week one and might let the, the holdout linger into the season. Those games are very important. The Giants do, while I think the Giants are an improved team from 2022, they do not have a big enough margin to afford to not have Saquon Barkley for one, two, three games. They cannot afford it. And to me, all indicators were that the New York Giants were always intending on having both Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley under long-term contract. The franchise tag was going to determine who they were going, who, which contract situation was going to take longer to resolve. Because whichever one they resolve first, they were just going to tag the other player out of Daniel Jones or Saquon Barkley. They were, able to get, they were able to get the Jones deal done, so they just threw the tag on Barkley. Bailey says, which coaching staff is under more pressure to win this year? I think McDaniels needs Jacob this year badly. I don't think so. I, I do not believe Josh McDaniels' job is at risk to the level that I think outsiders think it is. I don't know if the Raiders would move on from Josh McDaniels at the end of the year. And the thing we know about the Josh McDaniels offense, because we've seen it in New England, is they kind of rotate through backs. So they might be able to find somebody that can give them the type of production that they want out of the position anyway. Again, I think both teams would be better, would be, both teams would be better off signing these guys to long-term deals. But if, you, if I had to pick one that needs their guy more, it's the New York Giants and Saquon Barkley. And there was a report that the, the difference was that Saquon was asking for $16 million a season and the Giants were asking for $13 million a season. Look, the easy medium here is to just meet in the middle and go $14.5 million a season and, and call it a day, but that, it, it's easier said than done. There's guarantees that are in part, that part of this. There's the length of the contracts that, that, that there's a part of this. So there might be more hangups than just the average annual value of the contract. There might be more subtle nuances to the deal that could be in the way. Maybe Saquon wants a certain number of years and the Giants don't want to go as long. Or Saquon wants a certain level of guarantees and the Giants aren't willing to meet those guarantees. There's a lot that goes into putting a contract together and that's probably what the holdup is. And I'm trying to see here if there's any like latest information on this situation. Um, I do know that there, I saw a report uh, that the Giants best offer included, I'm reading it here, uh, included 19 and a half million in guaranteed money, two franchise tags, according to this um, report, two franchise tag would guarantee him $22.2 million. So, I mean, yes, there's, there's risk, obviously, of getting hurt, but 
If you're going to sign a contract extension, that's only going to guarantee you $19.5 million. It's worth the, I mean, and two franchise tags get you 22.2. Am I, is it worth a roll of the dice? Is it worth just taking the money? I don't know. I'm not, I'm not Saquon Barkley, right? I have no idea um, how he feels. But to me, the New York Giants cannot let this linger. Because if Monday comes and goes, like this is the important part to remember here, folks. If Monday comes and goes, and they don't have a deal, they can't come back to the table in August. It's over. It's done. Saquon Barkley's either going to play under the franchise tag in 2023, or he's going to pull a Le'Veon Bell and sit out. Now, I don't think either of these guys is going to do that. I think there's that didn't work for Le'Veon Bell, right? It didn't work. And so I don't know if players, after seeing a case study in which it didn't work, are going to be really, really eager to go down that path themselves, right? I don't know if that's going to be the case. Could it linger a week, two weeks, three weeks? Maybe. There was a report floated that Saquon Barkley would consider sitting out week one against the Cowboys if there was, if there was no deal done. That felt like bait by Saquon Barkley and his team to get the Giants to the negotiating table to figure this out. That felt like a, a major leverage ploy at this stage. And that's the way you have to look at all of these things at this point. We're three days removed from this deadline, three days out of this deadline. Everything that you hear right now is going to be leverage to try to get the other side to cave because deadlines spur action. It's one of Jamie Eisner's favorite sayings, that deadlines spur action. And so this is one of those things that I think we really need to keep an eye on because my gut tells me that Saquon gets done and Josh Jacobs doesn't. That's what my gut tells me. I don't think the Giants can afford to be messing around with the idea of Saquon Barkley missing any time. I've made it very clear how I feel about Saquon Barkley's impact to the New York Giants. You take Saquon Barkley off of the New York Giants, what are they? I know they paid Daniel Jones $40 million. I know Daniel Jones is a pretty effective runner, but and they got Darren Waller, but their wide receiver room is a bit of a question mark. It's a group that we think can be good, but it's not a group that's fantastic. The player that generates enough attention from the defense to open it up for Daniel Jones in both the passing game and running the ball himself won't be there. Our defense is really going to be scared of Matt Breida and Eric Gray? I don't know. Like So to me, the Giants and Joe Shane and Brian Dable, I think there is a sense of urgency for them to get this done and to get this long-term deal done. So deadlines per action. We've got until Monday for them to figure this out. My gut right now tells me the Saquon deal gets done. They get to a long-term contract extension. The Raiders don't get one done with Josh Jacobs. Because honestly, I don't, I don't, I haven't gotten any indication that the Raiders want to have Josh Jacobs in their long-term plans. I know he played well last year, but I don't really get the sense that they really want to pay Josh Jacobs and be on the hook for that kind of money at that position long-term. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I have a misread of the situation, but I really, really sit up here and I don't feel as if the Raiders are all that. They don't, I think, have the urgency that the Giants do to get this done. But we'll see. Deadlines per action. They've got three days to figure it out. Again, my prediction, the Saquon deal gets done. What it looks like, I don't know. I mean, let's, I can very quickly try to put something together here. Let's, let's go to overthecap.com and see what some of the, the most recent position, uh, recent running backs have gotten, and we can see. Um, I don't know what a good baseline would be to work off of. Like, the Christian McCaffrey deal is probably, probably not going to happen. Nick Chubb signed a three-year, $36 million contract extension. It had $20 million in guarantees. That's probably the floor, I think, for Barkley. I mean, I think Chubb's a better player, but, like, you're probably looking at that. 
Um, you're probably, I mean, let's look at what Aaron Jones just got. He was more, most recently a free agent. Um, he got, what are his, what are, what's his contract look like? He got a four year, $48 million deal back in 2021 that they, you know, renegotiated down the road in 2023. They just renegotiated this year. So he got 448. He got 12 per year. And I think that's probably where Saquon's going to sit. McCaffrey got 16. I, I don't think that's going to happen. Alvin Kamara got 15. Maybe. What was Kamara's deal? He got 75. He got, he got five years, 75 as an extension. 15 per year. I mean, that's probably close. It's probably close. And again, Saquon wants 16. Saquon was asking to, to be in the Christian McCaffrey tier. The Giants were going to put him... Right above Derrick Henry and Nick Chubb. Like that feel they get to 14 and a half. He's close to Kamara. That feels like the right, the right middle ground. So let's do some quick math here. I have a fancy button on my computer where if I hit it, it, it opens a calculator. We'll see if it breaks anything. Nope, it just opened the calculator. We're great. So we go 14 and a half. We times it by four seasons. We're looking at 458. That feels reasonable. That feels like kind of where this could this could slot in. Maybe you get to 15 and you go 460. I mean, again, that feels... I, I, I don't know if I would do it, but it's in line with what I think is fair based on the position. What would I pay Jacobs? Jacobs is a year younger. Jacobs doesn't have the lengthy injury history that Barkley has. I mean, I think, I think, with, I think with Jacobs, the idea would be as I could go a year longer than I would with Barkley and feel more comfortable. Right, Bailey? So I think, I think going in... Like, what did Joe Mixon get? I, I'm just opening tabs of overthecap.com. Mixon got 448 with 10 million in guaranteed. I don't know. I, I think I think the, the 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 way that I would have it is is he could probably get in that range. He could probably get the 12 per year that Henry, Chubb, and Mixon got. Aaron Jones would be the ceiling for what I would pay for either guy. And Aaron Jones, when he signed the original extension, because they just renegotiated, he got 448. That feels that feels about right. That feels like the floor. I think. I, I know. I know, um, Bender. You're saying that's the ceiling, but I think that's probably the floor that these guys are operating under. Um, I'm late, but which I budges first? I think the Giants and Saquon get a deal done. This Barkley suit up week one. I, I think so because I think they get the deal done. If they don't get a deal done, I think anything's on the table. And I think that would be a really bad look for a Giants team that can't afford to not have. I think their best offensive. No, I'll say it. Their best offensive player. They can't. They can't be without their best offensive player for a single game in 2023. I just don't, I just think that's, that's, that's a bad, that's a bad process. But we'll see. It's tough because I, I just don't think they're going to reach the McCaffrey number. The, the Camara number is like a lot at $75 million and it was 17 and a half in fully guaranteed money. Like, I think they're going to want to beat that. And so I think that's, what's kind of the hold up here. No, Bender, I, I get what you're saying. I get that. That's what you would offer. I just think that's the floor at this stage, right? I just think that because like, Aaron Jones got an ele- got eleven and a half million per year. I don't think they're going to settle for that because the the tag is ten point, basically ten point one. Are you going to settle for that? What when you, when you I know, I know there's risk associated with it, but you can just play on the tag, and if you play great, then all of a sudden you're worth more than eleven and a half million dollars. What do the Vikings give Cook? Um, it's tough because Dalvin's not listed right now. So hold on, let me find it. Uh, Dalvin got five sixty three, so twelve point six per year. Yeah, he got five. He got five sixty three. 
Remember, they cut him a couple years into that deal because he signed it in 2020. So they cut him two years into a five-year deal. Or they, no, they cut him three years into a five-year deal. They cut him with two years left on his contract. And they're taking two dead cap hits. Is where the GMs came from, change your thinking. Buffalo haven't paid it back in, in Shane's time there. How's it working for Buffalo? How's it working for Buffalo with what they've done at the running back position? It's probably the biggest fall they have on offense. So at some point, I think you got to change your philosophy. Hopefully, hopefully Joe Shane learned from his time in Buffalo. They're still struggling. So I, the I, point's well taken, Bailey, and I get it. And I think it's a possibility that that's what they're considering. But Saquon Barkley is the best offensive player. It is easy to not pay a running back in Buffalo when your quarterback is Josh freaking Allen. The New York Giants quarterback is Daniel Jones. No offense to Daniel Jones. The guy secured the bag this offseason. But there is a big difference between Daniel Jones and Josh Allen. I think they'd argue the overall strength of the team means it's a good decision. Can't pay everyone. Again, it's a luxury you have when Josh Allen is your quarterback. You can get up in front of a podium and say that. When you don't have Josh Allen as a quarterback, you need to have a well-rounded team. You need to have players at all different positions. Go look at what yesterday's conversation looked like when we built an all-free agent team. We didn't have a quarterback. We tried to build everywhere else. It didn't really work. Got to have a quarterback. So when you have a quarterback, it kind of can cover up some of the warts that you have elsewhere. So I don't know. Again, my prediction, the Saquon deal gets done, the Josh Jacobs one doesn't, and I think it's probably in line with with what... uh, Aaron Jones got maybe a little bit, probably a little bit more. Chubb got 336. It's like 12.2. I mean, probably north than that. I don't know. That's why they're at an impasse, because 13 apparently wasn't enough for Saquon. So doesn't it just reiterate how bad the Daniel Jones deal is? They just paid their quarterback extension money, and we think the offense runs through a running back still. We clearly don't trust DJ. I I mean, yeah, it it does. I mean, you're you're 100% correct, Bailey. It absolutely does. But it's, it's one of those things where... This is the bet that they made. If the Jacob Steele doesn't get done, what happens? He sits, they trade him. Can they still trade him? I think they can still trade him, right? I think that's more likely. I don't see a scenario where he's going to play the beginning of the season on the tag. He certainly won't show up to training camp. Or he'll at least miss part of training camp. So we'll see. Again, uh, we're not going to get to talk about it on Monday because I'm out of here. So I wanted to talk about it today, and I knew it would be a very uh, healthy discussion. So appreciate all the discourse that we had there. But that is going to do it for us here on this edition of the show. Like I said, no shows the beginning of next week, Monday uh, through Wednesday. I will not be here. We're back on Thursday with our regularly scheduled programming. In the meantime, please rate, review, subscribe to the podcast, share the show with a friend. Greatly do appreciate it. Uh, YouTube version of the show. Uh, normally Monday through Friday, but we're back in our normal time spot on Thursday, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time is when you can catch the show. You can be a part of the live chat. If you want to watch any video of the version, any video version of the show after the fact, you can just click the live tab on the Draft Network YouTube channel and all of the pods are there. We would love it if you gave the video a thumbs up. You left a comment, you subscribe, you turn on the notification bell so you know when we go live or when we drop a new video. We would greatly appreciate it. That would mean a ton. So I hope everybody enjoys their weekend. Enjoy the start of next week. I'll be back on Thursday. In the meantime, have a good one, everyone. Talk to you later.